Hello and welcome to the DeFi Jabs podcast, where we unpack the key fundamentals of crypto from the top names in the industry. Hey Aparna, how are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic, thank you. And thank you so much for giving us some of your busy time. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Um, now, would you give our listeners a bit of an, an introduction uh, to you and maybe a little bit about your journey through crypto and technology? It's hard to get out. I started this organization called Blockchain at Berkeley, which is um, which is where I met my co-founder, Zubin and Alexis. Um, I, I taught the largest university accredited blockchain class at, at Berkeley um, and eventually was so sucked into crypto that I dropped out to take the Teal Fellowship and continue working on crypto full time. Um, from there, we started building in DeFi. Uh, I think we were probably one of the first teams to build on top of Compound V2. Um, we built a margin trading product on top of them. Um, and I think what we realized through the whole journey of building in DeFi is there's a lot of risk in the space. And one of the most, um, like options are such powerful instruments that you, they allow you to recreate any kind of financial payout. Sure. Um, and they're used a lot in traditional finance to hedge risk. Um, and, and these are really powerful tools. And I think what got us really excited about building options was that we could allow anyone to use these tools as long as they like learned how to use them. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how we started building options in crypto. And it's been maybe three years now, a couple of versions have opened and yeah, yeah here we are. Given your vast experience, obviously you're a Thiel fellow and um, did a lot with with Berkeley's educational department. Before founding Open, what do you think was the most valuable lesson that you've you've learned, and ultimately what led it to success? In my brain, I don't I don't know when exactly I would consider Open was founded because I think it's an iterative journey, and I think like right. at every point there's been like uh, feedback from users which informed our next decision so I think maybe the most valuable lesson is that there isn't like a point or a single moment of like like inspiration strikes and it works out it's more like sure. the mindset of continuing to want to listen to users and continuing to um, iterate which matters more in building a long-term startup sure and, and to what extent do you think it's um, like a reflexive process? So maybe you put out an idea to the community and then you hear back from them and then you implement action. Um, or do you think it may be more orientated around top-down decisions? Which do you think is, is more powerful or more directional in this space? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like people are your users. So I think, I mean, I think you need both. Both aspects play a role. I think the users will tell you what they, I mean, I think users rarely ever know for sure what they want, but their actions will tell you what they really want. Yeah. Um, 
it's important to be able to like set aside what they say from like what they actually need. And so talking to users is, and the community is critical to know what they need. But then like being able to understand that and action that requires someone with like some knowledge of the field or some knowledge of the space. Um, I think users, you need to talk to users to understand the problem and like you need to understand the space to be able to design an effective solution. So I think both parts play a role. Going through your Twitter feed, there's there's a lot of content relating to um, US politics and the involvement of the regulation of crypto. Um, I saw a couple of couple of posts about um, Biden's infrastructure bill. Now, how do you think this movement from governments um, towards regulation of the crypto space is is going to affect the space? Um, and more broadly, how should we view inevitable attempts from governments to regulate the space? I mean, I think overall regulation is good and the intent of it is good um, at the heart at the heart of like why regulation is put into place is to protect consumers, right? It's not the like, no one ever put in place regulation with the intent to like destroy businesses. Um, so I think the intent is good. I think it's going to take a bit of time for people to get the necessary knowledge to implement regulations that are that reflect that intent while also like supporting innovation. And I think there's a bit of gap there right now. And I think time will, time, education, all of that will play a big part in helping bridge that. Whose responsibility do you think um, that lies on? Is it is it the governments who should be looking more at recruiting people from the space currently? Or do you think uh, maybe the crypto community has more to offer in terms of advice for regulation. I mean, I think like builders themselves do have a responsibility to build with good intent. Hmm. I think like, I mean, I'm not saying like builders have to go educate the government about regulation, um, but it's more that if you're building something, keep the user in mind and like make sure your your intent is to protect them and like build something useful for them and not like something that makes their life worse off. Sure. Now, and that causes them to lose money. Yeah, I see. So maybe maybe add sort of basically add value to the consumer. Yeah, and a part of that is also re recognizing like even if a consumer says they will be uh that they understand the risks that's not that's not always true and like sometimes you do need to put in additional precautions on your interface or on your like like when using your protocol because not everyone is going to have all the time necessary to understand um everything about the risks that going to it yeah i see now, in your blog post, Creating, Designing and Measuring Life, um, you stated that you felt most fulfilled when you're creating value for society. Obviously, you've had a very decorated career already. 
Um, and what are you really proud of in terms of providing value for society? Um, and when you finish in crypto, whenever that may be, what have you? What do you ultimately hope to look back on in terms of what you've achieved? I hope I never finish in crypto. I hope crypto finishes me. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't necessarily know. Like, I mean, I think the way I think of it is like my long-term goal is to push society to allow for a more inclusive, fair, and open financial system. Yeah. Um, whether that is possible in my lifetime, I don't know, but like, I'll keep working towards it. It may happen. Or I may have started a movement towards which it happened, like, you know, um, 40 years after I'm dead, but yeah, uh, we'll have to see sure. when and that, yeah. Yeah, and is there anything you're really proud of that you've, that you've done where you've sort of sat back and gone, wow, this is, like, this is a big step forward? I think a lot of little steps forward make the big step forward. And so I think I, I'm just usually like focused on the day-to-day, like, yeah, you know, these mm. little things will add up to a big thing. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Given DeFi communities thrive on many different opinions and, and many people like yourself doing the, doing the day-to-day, um, which contributes to the bigger picture and the movement, how can we as a community be really proactive in encouraging diversity both in terms of people's backgrounds um, and ideas Um, how can we really attract them into the space Mm, i think one aspect of it is like when we i think when we gift or give gifts to our friends or like family or people who aren't already in crypto gifting them crypto is like a great way for them to feel part of the ecosystem. I think, sure, there's like some chance that they dump it and take the returns, but if they do get their hands on it, they're probably going to use it, which will start to have them understand the ecosystem and like that will that will have like a trickle down effect. Um, I think it's hard to like, force someone to read about a crypto blog post or like force someone to um, use something that they don't want, like force them to use their money to buy crypto. But if you gifted it to them, I think that's almost more likely to get them at least using it in some some capacity. That, make, no, that makes a lot of sense. Now, um, a bit of a fun one as we, as we come towards the end. Um, Given I understand Open now has over a billion dollars of notional volume trades, um, if a billion dollars landed in your lap right now, what would be the first thing you'd do with the money? Um, Doesn't have to be all of it. Just, just maybe, maybe let's see, maybe hire more people and double down on what we're building and build faster, and add more liquidity to to the open markets. So you put it you put it all back in into the system. Yeah, what else would I put it in? <laughs> I mean, I my I'm putting all my time into it, so why not all my money too? Sure. 
No, that that that's yeah. that 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 makes a lot of sense. That's brilliant. Um, well, thank you so much um, for giving us your your precious time. We really really appreciate it, and um, I really hope to speak to you soon. Thanks so much. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having me.